Hi guys, welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. Today is Monday, March 28th, so you guys are going to get a little weekly update from me and today we are going to talk all about Nutrition 101. So we're diving deep on macros, micros, BMR, TDEE, reverse dieting, cutting, bulking, literally anything you guys can think of that comes with nutrition, I'm going to be talking you guys through and in simple digestible terms, okay? So I want this to be your go-to place where you, if you have a nutrition question or you don't know how much you should be eating or you don't know what supplements to be taking, things like that, I want this to be your go-to place, okay? So before we get into that little life update, I am currently about a month, no, two months away from my graduation. So my graduation date is May 22nd. So that's two months away. And guys, I could not be more excited to graduate. Well, excited and nervous. I don't know if you guys are in college or if you've graduated college yet. Um, Honestly, if you have or if you're approaching graduation, please DM me on the strong.podcast and tell me you're feeling the same anxiety as I am. It's like, I have been in school for 21 years of my life. What am I going to do without this structure? So we'll figure it out. No need to worry. It's just the next chapter in my book. But yeah, school is approaching an end, which also means finals, final projects. Deadlines are coming up um, to add to my stress. So I am just trying to really be planning ahead with all of these things, taking my Sundays to plan out my week, using Google Calendar, just making sure things don't fall through the cracks, and having a to-do list that I physically write. Um, So I have like my Google Calendar, but I also have a physical to-do list where I can go check things off, which I find really helpful because I just get a lot of satisfaction of, um, you know, just checking each thing off. So that's me with school. Again, if you guys don't know, I go to Fairfield University and I'm majoring in finance and digital marketing. Um, So things that kind of correlate with what my job is currently, I have my own business with fitness, health, nutrition, all that fun stuff. And the digital marketing has definitely helped in finances as well with dealing with all the back end stuff, LLCs, all that. Um, but yeah, eventually I definitely want to be able to combine the three and really level up my business. I'm still thinking about post-grad options. Like, do I want to go full corporate mode? Do I want to really take a year to just travel and work on my own business? That is the decision that sounds way more attractive to me. But as some of you guys know, I just feel like I'm being tugged in different directions like society, corporate life or my own goals in a riskier option this way. And I've been listening to, I don't know if you guys know him. His name is Gary V. If you guys have not listened to any of his YouTube videos or follow him on Instagram, definitely follow him. I mean, the video that I have pulled up right now, it's the ultimate advice for every 20-year-old and it has 4 million views. So I'm guessing you have probably seen it. Here's something that he said that really stuck out to me. Okay, guys ready? Every second you spend thinking about what someone else has, it is taking away from time that you can create something for yourself, spend that energy on your visions, and execute. And I think this really stood out to me because just being in the, just being in school and on social media, I feel like I'm surrounded by 
everyone else doing their own thing and it puts pressure on you because you see this person, maybe they're in pre-med going to be a doctor and they have their path laid out or someone's doing professional football. I don't know. Anything like that. It's just, it's not worth your time and energy to just spend time thinking about that. It's better off using your time and energy to think about what you want to do. So that's really what I've been doing. Just having more moments of silence with myself to see and really think about what I want post-grad and having a lot of patience. Something else Gary Vee said is having macro patience and micro time. So just really grinding each day and not expecting those fast results. Like I know that I'm only 21 years old and I don't expect to reach my goal in a day. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself, like every day has to be super worth it, but it's just 1% every, better every day. So that's what I've been really working on with when it comes to school and like post-grad career options, just finding out like, okay, what is successful to me? Like what, not what successful to society is, but what would success in my eyes be? And success in my eyes, I already know what it is. It's helping as many people as possible achieve their health and fitness goals. Is a corporate job going to do that for me? No. But what is a corporate job going to do for me? It's going to give me stability. So this is the issue that I'm dealing with right now. And honestly, I want to be completely transparent with you guys on that because I feel like a lot of people have that like passion versus security um, when it comes to their career. And I think at this point, I'm only 21 years old. And no matter what the age is that you are at, taking that risk is definitely something that may be worth it. And I think it is worth it. Like risk and return options, right? The riskier it is, this relates back to my finance classes, the riskier the stock, the higher the return. The riskier the career path, the higher the return may be in both your happiness and in your wealth as well. So that was kind of a tangent on like school updates. Um, But gym wise, I told you guys on my story today that my cut is... Going back to a bit of a maintenance phase, I may do another mini cut before summer, but honestly, my body responds pretty well to mini cuts, so I did this one for about three months, December to February, March-ish, and um, I definitely saw some fat loss, and I feel good in that term of things and it's perfect time for us to start the intermediate gym series because I was kind of in a rut for workouts and I feel like when we do these series together these 30-day challenges it really helps me stay motivated in the gym and you guys as well so nutrition wise just eating at maintenance kind of intuitively gym wise doing the intermediate series with you guys Um, and if you guys have any questions about the intermediate gym series let me know Honestly, if you DM me on the strong dot podcast, I'll probably answer you faster. My Julia Fit DMs have been getting a little cluttered for some reason. I don't know if this is an Instagram thing or some a glitch on my phone. Some of my messages from like 52 weeks ago are popping up now and it's really random. So I really try to go through my DMs and answer them as much as possible. But with this technology difficulty, it kind of makes it hard. Um, but yeah. That is the update on school, gym, fitness, nutrition for my end. And then some excited things that are coming up. My birthday is May 9th, so that's going to be fun right near graduation. And then for my birthday and graduation, my aunt got me tickets to L.A., Uh, So I have to do some research of things that I want to see down there. I've never been to Los Angeles. I have been to California, though. 
Last year, I went to California three times, actually. I went to Sonoma, which is kind of like wine country. It is so gorgeous, guys. Definitely recommend. Then I went to San Francisco, which was beautiful as well. It's such a cool city. Um, and then I went to San Diego, which is a whole different vibe, Southern Cali. So now I'm going to go to LA. We'll see how we like it. I heard things are super expensive there, but I'm excited to go to this place called Air One that all the YouTubers that I watch talk about like it's a grocery store i heard it's more expensive than whole foods but apparently the food there is amazing so if you guys have any la recs definitely let me know and gyms there because i'm gonna be there for seven days so i'll probably want to go to the gym um and then what else did i want to update you guys on actually let's just get into my favorites let's do favorites first this week and then we can get into our nutrition 101 topic Okay, my favorite number one is going to be the Green Relief Elevate Gummies in Peach, okay? So you guys are going to go to greenrelief.com, I'm pretty sure, or greenreliefcbd.com, and these are CBD Delta 8 gummies that have been helping me wind down at night so much. I have a very structured night routine I basically am in bed by 8 o'clock and I will take one of these gummies at around 7.30 and then at 8 once I've done like my skincare and winded down, put my pajamas on, lit a candle, I'll start reading a book and in combination of reading, candle, dim lighting, I and plus the gummy, I sleep like a baby, okay? So if you guys are having trouble sleeping, definitely try adding this to your routine. And one thing that I like about it better than um, melatonin is that I don't wake up feeling tired. I wake up feeling like I was am well-rested. Sometimes when I had mel- have melatonin gummies, I wake up the next day feeling a little bit groggy and it just like takes me an extra cup of coffee to get through the day. Uh, but with these gummies, it's a lot easier for me to just wake up and go. And then the second favorite of the week is a book that I finished on the airplane. I have been posting it all over Instagram. So if you guys have already seen it, I am just going to pressure you even more on this podcast to read it. It's called The Almanac of Navid Rakant. Ravakant? Yes. It is so good, guys. You need to read it. He talks all things business, gym, nutrition, lifestyle, balance, how to be happy, mental health, everything. He touches on literally everything. And relationships, that was another big one. So I definitely think that you guys should check out his book because I finished it on the plane ride home from Tampa and I already am reading it for a second time around a week later but this time I'm reading it with a highlighter so I read it with a pen last time and I would underline things but this time I'm going in with a highlighter and I I think it's kind of cool to look back and see okay the first time I read it I underlined this the second time I highlighted this and it's just little tips that I want to keep in my back pocket for the rest of my life. Something he said that really stuck with me that I've been talking a lot with my clients about Uh, my one-on-one clients, by the way, is no longer using the excuse of I don't have time for this because saying I don't have time for this, try replacing I don't have time for this with that's not my priority. So if you're like, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym today, instead of saying that, catch yourself and be like, going to the gym is not my priority today. And it just changes the outlook of the way you think about things. 
Tim Ferriss once said, if you don't have 10 minutes to yourself, then you don't have a life. So if you guys have 10 minutes to do a quick workout, quick ab circuit, full body something, a little run, a walk, then make it happen because I don't have time is no longer a viable excuse, okay? Little tough love from Coach Julie right there, but let's get into the question of the week. So the question of the week this week was, should I be doing cardio before or after my weights? And the answer is like most questions in the fitness industry, it depends. It depends what your goals are. So for me, my goal is to build strength, build lean muscle, and In that case, I would do cardio after my weights. And this is because I want to make sure that I am using all of my glycogen stores, which are basically my carbs and my energy during my lifts so I can lift heavy. And then when I transition into doing cardio after my weights and my glycogen stores are used, then instead of using those carb sources, my body will use my fat source. So I am using cardio as a supplement for fat loss. Okay, so that is the reason why I do cardio after my weights. However, listen carefully because if your goal is to get better endurance and work on your running or work on your um, spinning, I don't know, whatever it is that you do, do cardio first because that is your main priority. But if your goal is to burn fat and lose weight, do strength training first and then do cardio. And if you want to get stronger, do strength training first And if your goal is just general fitness, you can honestly do either first. Maybe start with the one you like less, so then you get it out of the way, and then you're more inclined to do it afterwards. I know for me, when I didn't have a specific goal to like lose weight or burn fat, um, get better endurance, anything like that, I would typically do cardio first just to get it out of the way. But now, since I'm really focused and I want to build muscle, lose fat, I am definitely doing all of my cardio sessions after my weight sessions. And... You could do this in two ways. If you have a flexible job like me, I work from home and I also um, have class just sporadically throughout the week. So I kind of have a flexible schedule. Sometimes I'll even do my weight training in the morning and my cardio later at night um, if I don't have time to pair the two. But honestly, sometimes even on my rest days, I'll do my cardio just to break it up. It really depends. But again, it depends on what your goal is and which one you like the least to do first. Okay, so that answers the question of the week. Now let's get into the topic of the week. We are talking all about nutrition, okay? So this is going to be your Nutrition 101. We are going to go over calories, micronutrients, macronutrients, cutting, bulking, reverse dieting, water intake, all the things. So this can be your one-stop shop for when it comes to your questions about nutrition. Whenever I talk about nutrition, I really like to bring it back to my why. And my why used to be something different. It used to be aesthetics, right? To look a certain way. And I totally fell into that phase of just eating like plain egg whites and white bread and chicken breast and asparagus just all day. And when my mindset changed from just aesthetics and the way I look to longevity and, you know, my why being I want to grow old and be uh, mobile and be able to play with my grandchildren and live a long, healthy life. That is when I transitioned my theory when it came to food because I was really all or nothing at that point. It was like I'm either eating 100% healthy all the time or I am, you know, just binge eating, which basically I talked about in my fitness journey. You guys can 
uh, listen to that episode. It was two episodes ago where I go over everything and some helpful things to help me recover. But yeah, that is my why. Longevity. I want to play with my grandkids and I want to live a long and healthy life. So when I go through all of this stuff, guys, just remember it I am not a registered dietitian. I am a certified personal trainer, but it does not um, let me, like I can't give you guys like a meal plan or anything like that, which I don't even like meal plans. But this is just my general knowledge and um, things that I want to share with you guys because I think it will help you develop your why, okay? So let's start off with calories. So calories is a unit of energy, okay? 3,500 calories is equal to one pound, okay? So I just want to preface this with that. And underneath calories are macronutrients. So kind of build a mental pyramid in your head with calories being at the top, three stems coming down, and you have your protein, carbs, and fats. And under protein, carbs, and fats, under each one, so under protein, we have micronutrients. So we have vitamins and minerals, and then under carbs, vitamins and minerals, under fats, vitamins and minerals, okay? So I want to go over micronutrients first and the importance of them and then give you guys some like foods that you can add to your diet. So micronutrients are nutrients we need in small quantities to orchestrate a wide variety of physiological functions. So they include vitamins and minerals. So vitamins and minerals help with all the little functions that are happening in our body, okay? So processes in our body that go through like rebuilding cells and tissues, basically everything that we can't see. And a lot of times we say like out of sight, out of mind, but we don't want to do this, okay? So we want to pay very close attention to our micronutrient intake and make sure that the meals that we're eating are colorful um, because these foods really play a role in our everyday life and health, our longevity. So remember going back to that why we want to live a long, healthy life. We want to play with our grandchildren one day and micronutrients definitely play a role in that. So just to list off a few and their properties, vitamin A helps with vision, growth, reproductivity, immunity, antioxidants. So some vitamins or some foods that have vitamin A in them include carrots, sweet potatoes, spinach, broccoli, red peppers, mango, and my favorite, cantaloupe. I used to be a cantaloupe fiend when I was little, guys. I would basically eat a whole cantaloupe every single day. Fun fact about me. And the next vitamin is vitamin B, and there's actually eight different types, but just to name two, biotin is a part of the vitamin B group, and that helps with hair, skin, and nails, so kind of like collagen. And then folate is important when you're pregnant. So anyone that's pregnant, definitely pay attention to folate. Um, So dark leafy greens contain vitamin B, beans, sunflower seeds, broccoli, and spinach. Um, Those are just to name a few. I have been on an arugula kick. It's just so peppery and good. I also like kale. You got to make sure you massage your kale in olive oil though, or else I don't like it. Um, So those are some vitamin B recommendations. And then vitamin C are citrus fruits. They help our immune system, growth development, and repair wounds, scar tissue, and iron absorption. So fun fact about me, I have gotten stitches quite a few times. I've had to get some birthmarks removed because of potential like, uh, what is it called? The cancer of the skin? That, whatever. And then I also, one time when I was in Brazil, I was 14 years old. I was the 
goalie in a soccer game with my family and I guys this is so gross but I was the goalie I jumped up to grab the top of the goal post and there was a rusty nail sticking out so I basically got a nail in my hand and was rushed to the emergency room anyways we didn't want it to scar so what I would do is take a vitamin c capsule and break it open every day and massage the scar once the stitches were taken out and it really helped minimize the uh, scar tissue that showed um, anyways, that was a tangent, but citrus fruits like tomatoes, cantaloupe, papaya, berries, oranges, clementines, all that good stuff has vitamin C. And then vitamin D helps with calcium absorption. And I take a supplement in the winter for vitamin D because our primary way to get vitamin D is through sunshine. You could also get it through fatty fish like salmon or eggs and egg yolks. And then last vitamin we'll go through is vitamin k and you can get this through dark leafy greens now minerals include calcium so milk cheese yogurt and then non-dairy options are like broccoli and spinach if you don't consume dairy it might be a good idea to have a calcium supplement but again talk to your doctor about this i love a zero percent zero percent fat greek yogurt it's called faye okay it's spelled f-a-g-e and they sell it at like stop and shop shop right and those are the two that i know um but the yogurt's so good add a little stevia some blueberries peanut butter it's delicious and i basically have that every day to get in my calcium intake and then iron is another mineral and this is protein in red blood cells to carry oxygen through your body so obviously a very important process that our body needs to go through and foods that have iron are steak spinach broccoli and beans another fun fact when i was little i was iron deficient so i used to have to take these little flintstone uh pills or i don't know you could chew them so and they tasted gross, but I would have to take those for a while because I was anemic. And then now I try to have red meat like once a week. And then I have a lot of spinach. I'm not a big fan of broccoli, but I do have beans pretty often because my family is Brazilian. So we're big on like rice, beans, and chicken. And the last mineral I'll talk about is potassium. So these help contract muscle and maintain blood pressure. And the two fruits that I love that have a lot of potassium in them are bananas and kiwi. Banana is just like the ultimate fruit. It's so good. Like a uh, yellow banana that has some brown spots. Oh, so sweet and good. Just perfect for pre-workout or post-workout too because it gives you that boost of energy. So if you are struggling to get your micronutrients in, some things that I recommend would be having a smoothie at some point of your day. You can do this after your workout, before your workout, um, even at night if you want something sweet. And you can sneak so many healthy micros in a smoothie like spinach, kale. You can even put like cauliflower, frozen cauliflower in a smoothie, um, some protein powder to mask that taste, berries. Guys, you can put anything in a smoothie. I've had some clients who were struggling to get their all their calories in. I would tell them to put a whole avocado into their smoothie. They didn't even taste it and they didn't feel like insanely full afterwards because you're just drinking it. You're not eating it. Um, but that's definitely one trick to do smoothies, protein shakes at one point of the day, just the loaded one. And then another thing is a lot of times I buy fruits and I'm less inclined to reach for that quick 
I'm more inclined to reach for like chips because it's just ready, it's there, and I'm more inclined to do that because it's just easier, right? So what I like to do is in the beginning of the week, maybe on a Sunday, I prepare for my future self. I prepare my future self for success and I wash all the fruit that I got from the grocery store. Sometimes if I'm lazy, I'll buy pre-cut. Don't recommend, just buy the regular fruit. And then I'll wash it, I'll cut it, I'll store it in a container and then boom, the fruit is just as easy as the chips because my past self set myself up for success. So wash, cut, store, beginning of the week, set yourself up for success, and you should be good to go. Another option for vegetables, I do this a lot because, again, busy, crazy college student, full-time job. Um, I got, I don't got a lot of time on my hands. So I do some uh, frozen fruits and vegetables a lot of the times. And uh, is that the best option? Probably not. But does it work for me? It works for me. So that is an option there. Now let's get into macronutrients. Okay, so macronutrients are called macros. So you probably have seen it online. People are tracking their macros, blah, blah, blah. If you have no ideas what these are, macros consist of proteins, carbs, and fats. So basically when someone says they're tracking their macros, they're just counting the amount of grams of protein, carbs, and fats they are consuming. So it's one step above counting your calories. So you can count your calories, but then if you count your macros, you're just getting a little bit more in depth, okay? So macronutrients are the sources of food that we need in large quantities to provide energy and build tissue for daily tasks and physical activities. Again, they are protein, carbs, and fats. So protein, we'll start off with that one. This is what I like to call the builder macro. So this helps rebuild tissue, regulate hormones, regulate metabolism. It's a small source of energy. Uh, we get most of our energy from carbs and fats, which I'll get into. But again, protein is basically your foundation of building muscle and the more muscle we have, the faster our metabolism is, okay? So basically, the general recommendation is one pound per, or one gram per pound of body weight, but that is per pound of lean body mass, okay? So if someone was 250 pounds and they were five foot three, I wouldn't put them at 250 grams of protein. I'd probably put them at around 140 grams of protein. This depends person by person, and I'll kind of get into how to calculate your own macros a bit later. Um, but what you really want to do is just pay attention to the amount that you're having daily. So 20 to 25 grams per serving and having that around five times per day will do you good. And some protein sources that you can add into your diet are egg whites, chicken breast, you can do 93.7 or 99.1 ground turkey, beef, white fish. I love a good um, cod fish, tuna, Greek yogurt. Cheeses have a lot of protein as well, like cottage cheese, um, steaks, beefs. And then for my uh, vegans or vegetarians out there, you can definitely do tofu, tempeh. I'm not a big fan of soy for myself, but if that's what you like, then that's what you like. Just see how it reacts to your body. M me eating a lot of soy gets me super bloated, I've noticed. So if I were to lean more towards vegan vegetarian meals, I'd probably reach more for like 
beans, lentils, things of that sort. Red lentil pasta is delicious and filled with protein. And then there's also chickpea pasta. And another source of protein are hemp seeds. So I'm pretty sure three tablespoons of hemp seeds have 10 grams of protein and really good for you too because they're filled with micronutrients as well. Now going on to carbs. So carbs get a bad rep. However, They are our main fuel source, so at the bare minimum to do activities we need in our day-to-day life, like drive the kids to school, go to the gym, walk up the stairs, we need carbs because those are our energy sources. You will feel so sluggish on low carbs. This is why I don't like the keto diet. Again, if you're diabetic or your medical person put you on a keto diet, then don't listen to me, but personally... And with my clients, I never have anyone on a low to zero carb diet ever, okay? So we need carbs. Carbs are broken up into two groups, so you can call them simple or refined carbs. And then the second group are your complex or whole grain carbs. So the difference here is the natural fiber found in them. So complex or whole carbs contain fiber found naturally in foods containing vitamins and minerals, so they are slower to digest in our bodies. So they basically make us feel fuller longer and then simple or refined carbs are more processed and had that natural fiber fiber removed or changed okay so they're broken down more quickly and they're processed more quickly so these are like cookies soda candy things like that cereal um some cereal are made out of whole grains so you just have to read the box but some complex carbs that you could eat are like green vegetables, cauliflower, squash, sweet potato, white potatoes, fruits, whole grains, rice, pasta, oats, things like that. And then simple uh, or refined carbs are like, for example, sometimes after my workout, my glycogen stores are super depleted and I feel really tired and I need just a quick digesting carb. I'll have like a Rice Krispie treat or in my bulk, I was having a Pop-Tart and that's fine if as long as the majority of my other meals and foods are in that like more whole food focused mindset. But that is my little spiel on carbs. Now going into fats. So fats are really important and I feel like they also get a bit of a bad rep. But fats help absorb vitamins and help support your brain and your eye health. So those are like your omega-3 fatty acids from salmon and egg yolks. And they're important for women as well to regulate our hormones. So I always like to say at least 40 grams of fat per day when for women. Uh, this might differ for men, but for women, like to maintain our period and to maintain our metabolism and our hormone health, 40 grams is the bare minimum I'll ever put a client on or myself. And some fat food options are avocado, coconut oil, olive oil, butter, ghee, fish oil, mayo. Uh, you could also do fish oil as a supplement if you don't eat like salmon a lot. I try to have salmon once or twice a week so I don't take a fish oil supplement. And then almonds, peanuts, walnuts, nut butters, peanut butter. You guys know I am a peanut butter fanatic. I love my peanut butter. So those are some fat options. I want to go into why 
some people think that you should track macros and not calories. I'm definitely on this team, tracking macros, not calories. It's because not all calories are the same. So a calorie is a unit of measurement that represents the amount of energy our bodies gains upon consum- consuming any sort of food, okay? So however, you must consider the source of the calories, okay? So two foods might have similar calorie contents, but completely different macro and micronutrient breakdowns. So something made up of a lot of of simple carbs and fats such as like chocolate cake or ice cream it's gonna absorb super quick and store as fat and it's gonna make you feel hungrier quicker but something a little bit more balanced with carbs proteins and fats and vitamins minerals fiber like a sweet potato will fuel your body better so you'll stay satiated longer so you can definitely lose weight tracking just calories as long as you're in that deficit from your maintenance calories but You need to pay attention to the macros if you want to make nutritious choices for, again, our why, which is longevity and being able to play with our grandkids, okay? So this will allow you to just perform at your body's optimal level. And the way I like to decipher this is my 80-20 motto. So that's basically my eating motto. 80% of my diet comes from whole nutrient-dense foods, so things that just have one ingredient. So sweet potato, what's the only ingredient in sweet potato? Sweet potato. Uh, Oranges, oranges. Chicken, chicken. Well, it depends on the chicken. You got to read the package. Uh, Let's think of another one. Asparagus, asparagus. So you guys get my point. That's 80% of my diet. And 20% of my diet is ice cream and cake and cookies and soda and things like that very small portion. So to break that into real life, if I eat five meals per day, four of those meals, which is 80%, are going to be whole nutrient dense meals. And that last meal or snack at night, if I want a little ice cream, that's my 20%. I'm going to have that ice cream. And that's every day. That's not like broken up into a week. I treat myself every single day because if I did not have some sort of chocolate, I would go crazy. Okay. So that is my life motto. Honestly, with everything, like even with working out, I'm not going to work out seven days a week, a hundred zero. I'm going to do 80, 20. I'm going to make sure that I get my rest in. Okay. Now, when it comes to finding out how much you should eat, I do have a one-time macro setup and kind of like a pull spiel explanation response on my website. So it's juliexfit.com. And basically, I ask you a bunch of questions. We'll probably do a week of test tracking. So basically just you downloading my fitness pal getting a little food scale and tracking what you normally eat in a week and then taking the average and then calculating what a more decent maintenance calories would be so say let's pretend rebecca comes to me and she does her test tracking of a week of eating and she's at 1350 average calories and i do my calculations determine by her activity level, weight, height, all that kind of stuff. And I find that Rebecca should probably be eating around 2,200 calories a day. So what I would recommend to Rebecca is a reverse diet. So that means she's still working hard at the gym. She Maybe she gives herself like a 10,000 step goal each day. So she's moving a little bit more throughout the day. And every week, maybe on a Sunday, she increases her calories by 50 to 100 calories. And she works her way up to that 2,200 level. And since it's such a slow incremental uh, reverse her body isn't going to put on a ton of fat right it's probably going to respond well I've taken clients from 1200 calories to 2500 calories and they lost 12 pounds it really depends but If you guys ever need help with this, definitely shoot me an email. My DMs are getting a little bit crazy, as I mentioned before. So 
uh, just shoot me an email. I always answer there, juliexfit at gmail.com, and I can try to help you out with your macros, maintenance calories, and stuff like that. But I have to say about 95% of the clients coming to me go through a reverse diet before any sort of cutting fat loss phase or bulking muscle building phase. We need to go through that reverse diet so you can get a healthy maintenance calories. And one more thing that I wanted to touch on, so calories are important, macros, micros, vitamins, minerals, fiber, all that that we touched on, but another really important thing that sometimes we don't think about is our water intake. So I always like to drink a gallon of water a day. Our body is made up of 60% of water. We do not want to have chronic dehydration because the effects of de- chronic dehydration are really bad. So when daily water intake does not exceed the amount of water that your body excretes through sweat, pee, poop, whatever, dehydration happens. And the symptoms of this could be persistent thirst, feeling sleepy, sluggish, headache, dizziness, dry skin, and your pee might look very yellow. I always determine how hydrated I am if my pee is super yellow. If it's super yellow, I'm like, oh, I gotta go drink glass water. If it's clear, I'm like, oh, I'm good to go. And when we are dehydrated, you're putting so much strain and stress on literally every single system in your body. A dehydrated body cannot dispose your toxins as it's necessary. And if If the condition is chronic, like if you're chronically dehydrated all the time, kidney stones, kidney disease can develop, and that's very dangerous. So I always have a water goal for myself, and I keep a hydro jug basically in every single room of my house. So they're filled the night before, and I try to finish two a day, and I typically do. I drink a lot of water, and I definitely feel the difference. Like on days or vacations, if I don't drink enough water, I feel definitely more sluggish. So here are 10 benefits of drinking a gallon of water a day to see how this practice could definitely improve your health. So number one is more energy. Most people deal with a lack of energy on a regular basic and basis and we need like those extra cups of coffee but sometimes you just need more water okay so this isn't necessarily a problem because of lack of sleep it's just because you're mildly dehydrated and if you tried drinking a gallon of water a day you would probably feel more energized at every hour and sleep better at night and number two is to maintain the balance of bodily fluids so when the body isn't getting enough fluids the brain turns on the thirst mechanism and sometimes we can get confused of thirst being hunger so you may be eating more as well and this is an early warning system that tells the body it's time to drink more water and an intake of a gallon a day could mean fewer instances of like dry mouth if you ever feel that because the body's not producing the saliva that it needs because it doesn't have the water okay so being sufficiently hydrated also alleviates that dryness in your nose your throat because when we're dehydrated we're not making mucus for those areas okay number three is clearing up skin problems so many studies show that the best care for your skin comes from what's within and if we're not hydrated we're gonna look way more dry and wrinkled over time and no one wants that so drink your water number four is fewer headaches so one of the earliest symptoms for dehydration is a headache and many doctors count dehydration as a factor for patients with migraines so keep hydrated by drinking the gallon 
a day to prevent those headaches. I know my mom struggles with a lot of migraines and I put her on to drinking a gallon a day and they definitely have gone down. And number five is to help with bloating. So this might sound like kind of uh, ironic because you would think you drink a lot of water, you get bloated, but Bloating may happen for a number of reasons, regardless of why it occurs. Most people just wish it would go away, right? So drinking a gallon of water every day could actually help accomplish that because if you are drinking your water, your body is expelling the water. So when we don't give our body what it wants, it tends to hold on to things. So for example, if we're under eating, our body is going to go into that starvation mode and hold on to all of our fat. Same goes with water. If we're not giving it enough water, our body's going to retain a lot more water. So when we're giving it the water and the food that it needs, it's going to run those processes better. And you know, you're going to poop easier, you're going to pee more, and things are just going to be moving a lot better in your body. And number six, it could definitely help you lose some weight and fat because of, again, that hunger cue and thirst cue getting confused and you over consuming when really all you want is water and then also lack of water can lead to cravings of sugar because uh, those hunger pangs subside and so does the desire for sweet so people who drink a gallon of water a day experience fewer cravings and hunger pangs overall Um, And then number seven is it helps with digestion and constipation. Just like I said, it helps things move better. And um, yeah, it definitely just changes those conditions and just helps your body process everything better. Number eight is kind of cool. I never knew this until I did some research, but it lightens the under eye circles in your eye. So some of the discoloration is hereditary, but it also could be caused by dehydration. And number nine is it improves brain function. Um, So it helps us create memories and think of memories better and um, just enhances our cognition overall. And number 10 is better performance. So in the gym, in our life, everything, because when we are properly hydrated, it enables us to have more agile and quick reflexes, as well as like lubricated joints that are less likely to be stiff and painful. So if you feel sore a lot, you might be dehydrated. Now that we talked about that, I definitely want to hit on some supplements that I take day to day. You guys do not need these supplements. Definitely consult a doctor prior to see, you know, what you're deficient in. Maybe you could do a blood test, see which vitamins, minerals, or supplements would benefit you. What I take is a creatine supplement to help with building muscle, muscle recovery, brain function. I take that every morning with my L-glutamine, which helps my immune system and muscle recovery as well. On days that I do train, I do pre-workout. Sometimes I'll do stim, sometimes I'll do stim-free. So that means sometimes it has caffeine, sometimes it doesn't. It depends how my energy levels are that morning. And for caffeine, I generally try to stay under 400 milligrams a day. So I'll typically have around 200. So one scoop of pre-workout, at least my pre-workout is 200 milligrams of caffeine. And then sometimes I'll have a cup of coffee later that day. So hitting around 300, just making sure I don't go over that 400 because your heart is something you want to protect and too much caffeine could be bad for your heart. And When I am in need of some extra protein, I'll have a high-quality whey protein powder, and I'll have collagen every single day. Uh, So protein powder, I have when I need it, and collagen I'll have every day. So that is helping with that biotin, hair, skin, and nails, and just produce healthy, glowy skin, grow my hair long, make my fingernails strong. You guys know I struggle with uh, 
picking my nails it's like an anxiety tick that I have and the collagen makes my nails stronger so harder to pick and then in the morning after I have breakfast I'll always take a woman's multivitamin vitamin d magnesium which a lot of people are deficient in so ask your doctor if you need a vitamin or a magnesium supplement and then vitamin c So I don't drink a greens powder, I don't drink a reds powder, I don't do any of that because I have a lot of fruits and vegetables in my diet. Maybe if I'm going on vacation or if I'm lacking in fruits and vegetables, which I don't really know why I would because I really prioritize them. Maybe I'll have a greens powder, but generally I don't and I'm totally fine. Some people like it, but I really try to push for whole nutrient-dense foods. And then sometimes at night, I'll take a gummy with CBD in it to help me wind down. I talked about the green relief product earlier in this podcast, and I honestly just love that so much because when I was taking melatonin, I was a grumpy mess in the morning. I really hope this episode was helpful for you guys and kind of cleared up some of the nutrition myths and helped you develop your why as well. Remember, long healthy life, we want to play with our grandchildren. I don't know if you guys want kids, but I want a whole tribe and I want my kids to have kids and I want to be 97 years old running up and down the playground with my grandbabies, okay? Great grandbabies. And in order to do that, I need to fuel my body properly and so do you, okay? So I hope you guys have a lovely Tuesday and I'll see you next week.